want you to do if you like the content of this program go to tyro or go to closingthewealthgap.net that's closingthewealthgap.net and hit that follow button also i got another special treat for you you can literally go to tyronefrench.coach download my business card it's a digital business card that has a lot of information on there and guess what we priced it to where everybody could afford it it's absolutely free it's the best way to contact me also i have one of the best financial planning tools on the market it's a financial planning uh, uh, guide uh it doesn't it doesn't incorporate ai but the uh the, the software will basically tell you exactly where you are financially it'll tell you where you want to go and it'll tell you exactly how you how to get there and again, we priced it so that everybody could afford it. It's absolutely free. You'll find that at TyroneFrench.website. TyroneFrench.website. If you don't want to type in TyroneFrench.website, just type in TyroneFrench.site. S-I-T-E. And if that's too long, just type in <laughs> TyroneFrench.ws. Okay? Wow. But, wow. But again, I want everybody to get this information because, again, it's going to show you exactly where you are financially so that you can realistically understand what it's going to take to get from point A to point Z. And again, it's absolutely free. So that being said, I want to uh, bring in my cohort, Mr. Paul Roberts. Free. I hate this notion of free. <laughs> it can't be free. Nothing's free in America. Yeah, man. You know, I just found even my I, I wrote this book called Closing the Wealth Gap. Yeah. And I get these publishers all the time trying to call me and, you know, they want to do uh, some marketing on it and distribution and things like that. And I, I tell them my business model on the book. I said, you know, I, I give the book away. <laughs> Somebody signs up for my wealth club. I, I give the book away for free. Um, but here's the story. Here's the story behind it. Um, what I found was that if I'm talking to somebody, I meet a prospect, uh, somebody that, that has a, uh, an issue financially. Right. And I give them my book. Um, they do their, their due diligence. They go to my website. They see uh, my A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to do business with them. So, but you said something today before you came in. I just got to bring it up. I thought that was one of the wisest ever do. You said some wise things, but I thought this one just stuck, stuck in my head. You said, you know, you were talking about some frustration you had dealing with some client, and you said, you know, from now on, I'm just working with the willing. Yes, I'm not. I'm not going to keep bending elbows and begging people and pushing. And I said, I said, just like my daughter and now her uh, grandkids. Hey, you want to go do something? Uh, uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, then you got to do this first. Okay, Grandpa, we'll do it. And I come back. Did you do it? Oh no, <laughs> not yet. We'll do, do it later. We're gonna, but we really want to do this. We really want to go to the park. We really want to do. It. Okay, then you got to finish your chores. It, it sounds you like finish. your daughter and my daughter's on the same team. Oh. They're running the same playbook. And so yeah, and so I'm always. You, you said you want to go to the park, and I said first we got to clean your room. Okay, and yes. they went okay. And then I come, did you clean your room? Did you put your stuff away? Oh, not yet, but yeah. They just want to cut to the good part. They don't want to do the hard part. You know, but here's the thing, though. Somebody put something on Facebook the other day, and they were t it was an iceberg. And uh, what they were showing the tip of the iceberg, and like people wanted to emulate based on success. Right. And so they want the tip of the iceberg, iceberg but when you look under the surface, that's where that's the majority where of that. Yeah. And so what it showed was all the disappointments, all the heartaches, all the failures, all the disappointment, all the things that you went through right. in order to get to that success. 
And so as human beings, again, we want it right now. Absolutely. But what I found is that people really do the things that they really want to do. And they find they find a way of getting it done. But they say, I, I don't disagree. But on the surface, my grandson says, I want to go to the park. And I just set one little thing. All right, to do that, you right. got to do this. Yes. Is that a problem? No problem. Easy to do. I'll gladly pick up my toys so we can go to the park. Right. I make that the price. I make like you're making the book free here. I, I make it as close to free as I can do. If you do this one little thing, you will we'll do what you want. We'll get this reward. And they all want the reward, but even that little bit of effort, I got to push them. I got to remind them. I got to right. stay on top of them. And I guess that's what a coach does. But you know, more and more, we all just say, I'm not going to, I quit trying to push. People listening today have been listening over and over and over again. And they know what they should do, and they know what they could do. What's holding you back? But the thing is, it's a, it really is a mindset. Yeah. And it goes back to, it goes back to intention or, or let's say passion. Okay. When you understand, when you have a passion for certain things, a lot of times your purpose is revealed in that passion. Right. Now, I'll give you an example. Against the same person that made the analogy or, or showed the uh, this uh, picture on on Facebook with this iceberg, and I kind of chimed in. I said, you know, you don't have to persuade the hammer to hit the nail. <laughs> you know, please, would you would you hit the nail? <laughs> and not only not only do you have, not only do you not only do you have not have to persuade the hammer to hit the hill uh, hit the nail, but the hammer enjoys it. <laughs> it enjoys the motion. Yeah. And it's it, and the thing is, it's looking for nails that it can drive in the wall or drive in the wood. Yeah. The problem is, is when you find the screwdriver that wants to emulate the hammer hmm. because they think that the hammer is being productive. The hammer is making more money. The make hammer is more, more successful. Noise. <laughs> making, yeah. So they try to, the, the screwdriver tries to emulate the hammer right. and it realizes that it's not having the same success. Why? That's not its purpose. Mm -hmm. It wasn't designed to do that until it finds the screw. The slot that it slips into. That's right. Easily. So right. now it finds that screw that has the slot, and now it's, it, 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 it's found its passion, and it's, and it's found its purpose at the same time. Mm -hmm. So now here comes the pliers. The pliers want to do the same thing as far as driving nails into the wood, mm -hmm. but it wasn't designed to do that. Now, you can take a pair of pliers and try to take a nail and Bang put it, <laughs> but it's not designed to do that until the pliers finds the nut right so now it, it takes that nut its and it purpose it finds its purpose so we're so busy trying to emulate other people's and, and trying to get the success based on their passion without trying to find out what am i passionate about and the what whole is world purpose? is a hammer these days everybody wants to hit you hard uh, or be tough and rough you know whether it's a music musician or a politician everybody wants to be huff and puff and bang it it's easy i just Take this and drive it home. Not every, and as somebody else wants the same kind of analogy, if all you got is a hammer, then everything, everything looks, like, looks like a nail. You want to hit everything. Yeah. You never think of applying pressure, or twisting, or screwing it in, doing anything else but hitting it. Well, I tell you what, that that's a perfect segue as far as the title of this show. Okay. Um, it's being up. I'm going to expose the best investment. That you're ever going to find hmm. with the best with the greatest return and i'll guarantee it that's a bold statement we've done lots of financial shows through the years with you and others 
everybody usually wants to qualify it. You know, this this is good, but check with somebody. I don't want to be. I don't want to say this is the best way. I don't want to say for sure you're going to make money. I don't want to say there's a guarantee about anything here. You're saying this is the best investment, guaranteed. It's going to give you. It's not only is the best investment, but it's going to give you the greatest return, and I'll guarantee it. Wow. But I tell you what, before I before I let people know what this investment is, yeah, I want people to know. In finance, you have two basic rules. Okay. And if you got a pen or, or you know, a piece of paper or in your phone, you want to write it down. Um, I'm going to say it again. Sim- is that simple? It comes I'm, I'm going to say rules. it again so that you can gather yourself right. and get this information. I'm going to take a drink here. I got I got to think about this one. All right. The number one rule of personal finance is to pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. You first just, and foremost. Now, I, this, first and foremost. I pay everybody but me first. <laughs> I write down all the checks, and then I look and see what's left. Oh, nothing for me this month. Maybe next month, Paul. But again, you have like three mindsets. You have the mindset of a poor person. You have the mindset of a middle class person. And then you have the mindset of, of a wealthy person. Right. Uh, when you're dealing with the mindset of the poor, because uh, we live in a class society, and we, we tend to talk about the middle class but if you talk, if you really focus in on those three class structures, you're talking about the lower class, the middle class, and then the upper class or the right. high class. The lower class they tend to focus on income and expense. So when I talk about income and expense, I'm talking about financial planning and a balance sheet. Right. So you have income and expense, assets and liabilities. Here's the bills. Have I got enough money to cover it? So if you're just focusing on income and expense, guess what the narrative is in your head? I don't know. When you go to work, you're just working. The, the narrative is I'm hitting myself in the head with a hammer. <laughs> That's what the narrative is. But what you're doing Dang. is you're making money to pay bills. Yeah, right. So I got to make enough money to, to pay, pay my, my bills. bills. Right. And again, we're not saying anything. This is not Mandarin that we're talking. This is not <laughs> a, a language that, that people can understand. We're talking about the narrative that's going on in people's minds not and in their man, head. Not Mandarin yeah. Chinese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the narrative is I got to go to work so I can pay my bills. But that's what everybody says. I got to pay my bills. But nothing in that. If I didn't have to pay any bills, I wouldn't work. Nothing in that statement says I got to pay myself first. No. In fact, what's weird is I'm thinking through this. What what thought what thought came to my mind is after you've paid the bills, I've had this happen. After you pay the bills, there's some sometimes some money left over, and you think it's like found money. What am I going to do with this? But nine times out of ten, after you pay the bills, there's nothing left. Well, that's clear. But when there is, what do you do? I blow it. You blow it. You spend it. Right. Yeah. And and, and the thing is, you spend it, and you feel bad about spending it afterwards. Uh-uh. You regret. Sometimes you regret spending it. Yeah. And so, what does that do? It guarantees that you got to go back to work to make more money. And chances are you probably hate what you're doing to make the to generate the income. That's but you're on true. that you're on that treadmill as right. far as you know working, and I got to do this so I can make money. So the number one rule because those bills come knocking every month here. But again, going back to the number one rule, pay yourself first, and no no certified financial planner, no registered investment advisor, no chartered financial planner would uh, or consultant will ever dispute that. Let me turn, have you turn the mic up just a little bit because you're getting okay. a little soft on me here. You get okay. we're, we're losing you. You're so powerful here, and we're losing this. <laughs> okay. Just bring it up. There you go, right there. Perfect. Actually, it's not staying up. Okay, can you hear me now? We can. Okay. We could hear you, but uh, this is powerful stuff. I want people to hear this. Okay. So here, so we, so breaking it down, you know what the number one rule is: to pay yourself first. Right. 
the number two rule. Now, this is what this is the most important thing. I want people to get this. Never forget rule number one. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> What's rule number two? Don't forget rule number. Don't one. forget rule number one. Why? Because it's just that important. But but you say, how can I pay my foot? So I got all these bills I ran up because I wanted this and I needed this and I got to have this. And all of a sudden it adds up. I don't have enough money to pay me. Well, again, you know, this show is closing the wealth gap. Right. Uh, it's for informational purposes only. We're not giving out financial advice. But what I'm doing is letting people know that there's 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 there are rules to this thing, you know, oh, and, yeah. they're, and they're in their levels. And so the first thing, you know, you don't get to level five without mastering level one. Anybody who played a video game knows that. You can't get to level five if you don't win in level one. If you keep getting knocked out, you got to start over. And again. level one is paying yourself first. So how do you how do you get to the point where you can literally pay yourself first? How can you do that? Yeah. People hate budgeting. Right. So I'm not going to talk about a budget. Because nine times out of ten, people, they even, they even hate the word budget. I do. So what you need to do is create a spending plan. Spending plan. A spending that plan. That more fun. Yeah, you need to you need to learn how to manage your money, because other than that, your money is managing you. Yeah. Well, certainly managing my time. It's making me do things. So you create a spending plan, and again, uh, most people are not going to do this. They're not. They may know what to do. It and goes back to working with the willing. Yeah. They may know what to do, but they won't take the activity. Are they, they willing? Won't, they won't to create do it? the activity to do it. Right. So the people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired and working for everybody else but themselves, they'll take a few minutes out of their day, and they'll create a spending plan. And so now they see what's coming in, and they see what's going out. Mm -hmm. And so now they can see based on. And I like to break it down based on percentages. Because that makes more sense to me. You know, if your rent is maybe, uh, you know, 30%, hopefully it's not 50%. <laughs> but if your rent is like maybe 20 or 30% of your income, right. then you can see all the other things, the, the frivolous stuff that you're spending money on, it right. just doesn't matter. Right. And so if it's 1% here and 2% there and 3% there on, on things that don't matter, uh, eventually you're you're knocking out 10, 20, 30% of, of things out of your budget or your spending plan that just don't matter. Mm -hmm. And so once you get to that point where, because most, most people will tally up their income and expenses and they're running a deficit. There's not enough money. Yeah. And what they do is they, they take their credit cards to buffer, to become a buffer or a stopgap as far as them not having enough money for the this month. month. I won't do it next month. Just this month, I need a little extra money. And the problem is, when you use that credit card, there's not enough money in your, as far as the income, based on income and expenses, to pay off the credit card that month. Mm -hmm. So you begin to run a balance. Mm -hmm. And now you're creating another debt, another uh, uh, income-producing asset. And that debt grows. Right. See, you have two types of income-producing assets. Either you have income-producing assets that's generating income for you, right. or you are the income-producing asset. Mm -hmm. Where you're generating income for someone else, and so a lot of times people don't they don't they don't relate the two things as far as you got these credit cards in their pocket or in their wallet or in their purse, knowing that they are income producing assets for the credit card companies. Mm. They should send me a thank you. <laughs> they should show me how they're spending the money. Hey, thanks. How you just bought my kid a college education here? Thank you. But we're so programmed to to. To, to do this, you know, you're not you're not a responsible adult unless you have a credit card. Oh, first thing you got to get, you know, unless you have credit. 
And, you know, people wear a badge of honor of like having an 800 credit score mm -hmm. or a 700 credit score, you know, or, uh, uh, you know, at, at, at the very minimum, a 680 credit, uh, credit score. But it took time for somebody to get to that point. And it took, uh, in some instances, a lot of mistakes to get to that point. Or some people just piggybacked on their on somebody that had really good credit. Right. You know, but it's a process. And so most people find themselves behind the eight ball just because what they'll do is they'll get one credit card. And then that, let's say because they don't have credit or they don't have a good credit history or, you know, for whatever reason, they don't have a high limit on that credit card. So let's say they got a thousand dollar limit on that one credit card and they decide to go out and spend five hundred dollars for whatever. Now the utilization is 50%. Yeah, right. All so, it's, so it's literally having that one credit score is literally hurting them. To do, you know, if they had five credit cards it. and had $5,000 at their disposal, now you're using only one, whatever it is, less than one-fifth, one-tenth or something of that. So yeah. my point is you have to learn how to drive. You have to learn how to drive before you drive a car. Yeah. And what I mean by that is you're not going to give somebody a car don't that, don't know, the that keys. don't know how to no, drive. You're no. not going to give them the keys. You're not mm -hmm. going to do that. But financially, we throw all these financial products and services and people and say, go, go for it. Mm -hmm. and, Particularly and, younger people. And you days, find yeah. yourself crashing and it takes you years what well, months or years to recover from those mistakes. And a lot of times you're traumatized. Yeah. So now you don't want to do it again. Right. So now you find yourself being unbanked, meaning that you don't want to keep your money in the bank. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have credit cards and all mm -hmm. these other things that that you can actually use to get you to another level because it got me in trouble i don't want that anymore here yeah yeah well all right so you still haven't told me how do i pay me uh how do i not pay the landlord how do i not pay the credit card how do i not pay the car company so again the first the cell thing, phone knowing that rule number one is paying yourself first right okay and rule number two is never get rule number one so once you have once you've established that you create a spending plan and you see what's coming in and what's going out again the poor, the, the lower class or the working poor, they focus on income and expense. The middle class focus on assets and liabilities. The middle class never get, they really never get to the asset side. What they do is they focus on the liability side. So what do they do? They buy a house. Mm -hmm. They buy a car. Right. Uh, let's say they're in real estate. They got, they're, you know, uh, they're independent contractors, whatever. They got to look good. A business, maybe. A business. Maybe so, they a business. So now they're wearing nice clothes. Right. You know, they're, you know, the accessories, the watch. The more jewelry, money coming this, in. More money coming in, but you got more money coming out. So what yeah. they're doing is they're constantly growing their liabilities. Mm -hmm. Because as you make more, you spend more. You tend to spend more. Right. But the thing is. The problem is nine times out of 10, they only have one source of income. So we're talking about the middle class here. We're not talking about the working poor. We're talking about the middle class. Right. They got one source of income. They lose that one source of income. Guess what those liabilities do? Eat eats you. them. Yeah. It eats them alive. You know, it's funny you say that because I had a, a very good friend of mine um, who's a lawyer, very successful lawyer, and he handles very rich people. He does most real estate transactions, so he okay. handles big real estate developers. And I said something. I said, well, you got it made. He said, Phew, I got it made. He said, I said, well, look at all the money you make. You make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. He said, all that happened is as I made more money, I spent more money. Right. As I made more money, I had to have a bigger house. Yes. And then I had to have a bigger car. I couldn't get by with the same car I had. I felt I had to have a bigger office and everything. He said, all I did is just, he said, I haven't, 
I don't make any more money than I did 20 years ago. You know, as I you, spend more. As you're telling that story, it reminds me of somebody in a field with a shovel digging a hole. <laughs> and they're digging that hole deeper and deeper and deeper. But the thing is, as they dig the hole, they're not digging the hole on the side. They're in the middle. They're in the center of the hole as they're digging. Right. And they're throwing the dirt out the hole. So eventually they dug the hole so deep that they can't get out. Right. Yeah, right. And that's what he and said. And that becomes a norm. He felt kind of trapped. And I said, how long are you going to do this? He said, how long until the day I drop? I can't, I can't get off this cycle. I'd have to, I'd have to downsize. I'd have, my, my wife wouldn't accept a lower standard of living. My kids would, uh, wouldn't accept a lower whatever, whatever he gives them. Everybody is on this gravy train and expects him to produce. And as he produces, everybody spends more. Well, that's the American dream. Well, that's make to me. More, make more, spend more. That's the American nightmare. <laughs> so let me tell you about the other class. You got a high class, right? Or you got the the uh, the wealthy class. The wealthy class don't focus on income and expense. They don't, and they don't even focus on liabilities. The first thing that they focus on is the asset column. Yeah, what do we first got? and foremost? And the thing is, let's say if there's no assets there, and I'm not telling you from based on what I read in the book, I'm telling you what I've experienced even with dealing with my clients. Yeah. The first thing that they're focused on, and it's a mindset, it's a frequency. A lot of wealthy people, and this is going to be a shocker for people, a lot of wealthy people are extremely lazy. Ha. Yeah, maybe. You would think that, the, you know, they're the harder the, worker. See, the, the, the person that's focused on income and expense, they, they're hard workers. They've been sold on you got to work hard. Right. You know, you got to have two jobs or three jobs. You got to work hard, blah, 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 blah. Wealthy people don't think like that. Which, again, I use the term lazy because they don't want to work hard. They, they want to they want to take work. trips. They want to be smart about their activity. Right. They want to be more efficient. And they all have, as you've made clear, they all have more than one source of income. So the money just Multiple doesn't come, from, it comes from here. Come, they got they got a business that's bringing in some money, and they got some investments that bring in some money, and then maybe they got some stock, or maybe they got, uh, uh, I don't know. You list all these things as things that are producing revenue for them. So here's my point: knowing, see, if you want to be wealthy, you got to do what wealthy people do. You, matter of fact, uh, you need to stop hanging out with the people that's in the <laughs> yeah. poor class or the right. middle class. Tell and, my friends to, I'm and, not, and start working and start hanging out with people that are wealthy or in the position that you want to be in, that you want to emulate. So here's my point. This you focus on the asset column. And if you don't have any capital, if you don't have any assets to start with, guess where they come from? The initial assets come from paying yourself first. And the general rule is to take 10% of your income hmm. and apply it to your asset column. But when you pay yourself, do I just party with that money? Do I just blow it and say this is for fun? Or do I take it and invest it and turn it into an asset? If you're just focused on income and expense, then you're going to blow it. Right. But if you're focused on this is, this is, this is my, I'm focusing on my asset column. So this is, I'm going to accumulate enough money in this column. To whereas now I have capital to whereas I can invest. I know a guy that has a chain of restaurants. He started with one. And he did work very hard to get the one. He put in long hours to make it success. What he didn't do is he didn't go out and buy a new car and a new house with that newfound money. He bought another restaurant. Yes. And then he bought a third. 
Yes. And then he bought a fourth. And now he's got a whole bunch of them. Or I see this with dry cleaners or, or liquor stores or gas stations or pick any small business. Franchises. Anything. Franchises. Yes. Right. And the true people who have wealth didn't take it and blow it. They reinvested it. So now they got two. And then two turns into four. Uh, we have a guy who does a big real estate show here. He talks about this all the time. He said, I didn't come from a ton of money. And he said, I had a, a little bit of money, and I had a good job as a commercial real estate broker. He said, what I did different than everybody else is I started buying these things. And the first one was hard. I had to scrape together every penny I could and then trying to pay it off. And then, but the, the, the rent from this little apartment that he bought, this to duplex started, he lived in the top floor and somebody rented the down floor and that paid for his rent. So now he took his rent that he would normally pay and applied it eventually to another. He now owns a hundred of them. And that's one way of doing it, but there are thousands, thousands of ways of doing it. But again, it goes back to the first principle, right. pay yourself first. Even that story you just told, you said at the beginning it was hard to, to put the money together, right. but what happens over a period of time, it becomes a habit. Right. And so now it's not as difficult. So. I want people to think about, let's say you were on this fitness trip and you would list maybe, you know, 20 pounds overweight, 30 pounds overweight. And you decide, you know, you were sick and tired of, of looking in the mirror and not not liking that person that you saw. Right. So you decided to go to the gym. You decided you were going to be proactive. You were going to do something about it. You took the steps necessary to get it done. But in the beginning, it was hard. It was tough. It was difficult. You had to override your mind. You had to override your body to keep you going until you got to the point where it became a habit. And once it became a habit, it was hard to talk yourself out of not going to the gym. Yeah, you look forward to it. You wanted it. You liked so it. So it's the same thing with finance, Paul. It's the same thing with focusing on the asset column. You're doing it with intention. You're doing it with a purpose in mind. So now you, when you understand your spending plan and you see all this frivolous stuff that you've been, that you've just been wasting, giving away, now all of a sudden. You don't even know what you spent. I, I tell this one friend of mine who used to do this all the time. So what did you, how much did you spend? Oh, I spent thousand dollars, a couple thousand dollars on this stuff here. What did you get? Tell me what you spent it for. Well, I don't know. But, but I wanted it. But that's the narrative. So my point is in your spending plan, uh, savings is going to be a part of your, it's going to be a part of your expense. Your savings is a part of an expense. And I'm not saying save money for the, for the sake of saving money. What I'm saying is that your, that becomes your reserve. That becomes your, your storage. So the issue is now you got money. You understand that you're accumulating assets so that you can, uh, create the capital so that you can make the investments so that you can get the returns that you're looking I'm for. I'm going to give you a strange analogy, but it's one I battle with all the time with my wife. I'll call it the refrigerator problem. Our refrigerator, we, we had a, a regular size refrigerator. It was always full. So I got a okay. big, bigger refrigerator, thinking okay. now we'll have extra space. If I want something at the store, I don't have to worry, can I fit it in? All we did is fill it up. Right. And I said to my wife, why don't we just take this shelf and pretend it's full? We'll leave that shelf open <laughs> just in case, you know, you see that pizza it's Costco and you say, man, okay, I'm going to really get this. That'll be fun. Instead of saying, oh, no, the refrigerator's full. I got no space, a place for it. That lasted about two days. And I came home and it was filled up. I said, that you filled up the pretend that's full. She couldn't do that. If, if she saw an opening, she filled it. 
If she saw money in the bank, she spent it. Yes. If she saw something she wanted, she got it. Right. And it was only when, you know, the cupboard was full, the refrigerator was full, the bank, the 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 balance was full. She used up all the money this month. That that notion that we can't just set something aside without a plan, without a purpose. We got to have a. If I told her we're going to save to buy a car, she'd be great at it. But if I told her we're just going to save, and then once we get the money, we'll invest it in something, she'd be like, I don't know. In, in order to establish any goal, you have to have a start time and a finish time. Yeah, right. So look at it like running a race. You got a beginning and you got an end. Right. Everything that even in the Matrix, the movie, the, the movie, the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, if you if you like the Matrix, uh, the Oracle said everything that has a beginning has an end. Mm-hmm. So it's the same principle. So, but again, if you're not intentional and you haven't set goals, it doesn't matter how far you run. It doesn't matter how fast you run. It doesn't matter where you end up. And that's how most people live their lives. They're not. They're not living it on Endlessly in, intention. Like that hamster in the wheel just going round and round. Well, we're coming so, to the end here. Okay. So my point is this. Knowing that now you're going to focus on your asset column right. and knowing that you're going to pay yourself first and knowing that the rule, the general rule, and again, nobody can dispute this. I don't care what your financial background is. It, the, 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 the rule is 10%. As a matter of fact, there's a book out there called The Richest Man in Babylon. I highly suggest you pick up that book. You can go to Amazon. It costs you a couple of bucks, maybe seven bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess you're going to spend the money anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so go to Amazon.com or go to a bookstore, get the richest man in Babylon, and it's going to explain. Um, matter of fact, there's a, um, there's an analogy or a story in there where the, you know, cause you got the teacher and you got the student. And I'm not going to give the plot away in the book, but what the, what the, what the, the teacher was saying, I found the road to wealth when I decided that a part of all I earned was mine to keep. And so will you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, everybody that operates that that's that that's acquiring wealth or that are wealthy or considering themselves rich. They, they all have the same statement. I found the road to wealth or the riches when I decided that a part of all I earned was mine to keep. So it's a choice. It's a choice. And you make a decision. But again, because most of us feel we have no choice. I got to work. But Paul, that's the illusion. Right. That's the illusion. That's the matrix. Right. That's the illusion. <laughs> you, you have a choice. You're in control of this. Right. And so when, once you decide, you say, well, I don't have, what are you talking about, Tyrone? I don't, I don't have, I don't make enough money. Right. You know, to, to even, even consider paying myself 500 first, bucks. To even yeah. consider, um, you know, having a savings. And here's the thing. I tell people about on this show about the, uh, as far as the data, and I'm not making this stuff up, you, you can go to the Federal Reserve and, and look at all this information. And one of the things, is just they have a consumer survey. And the sad part about it is in that consumer survey, they're saying that the average American can't even come, with come up with $400 for an emergency. I hear that all the time. So here's the deal. If you decided that your goal was just going to be to save $400, then figure out based on your income what 10% of that would look like mm-hmm. and just save $400. And once you've done that, once you've, 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 you've overcome that hurdle, now you, you set your sights on something bigger. And I can tell you, here's a real story. It was one time, okay. um, when I first started out, I just wanted to save $50. <laughs> I just, that I just want, I just wanted to, it was, I just wanted to be able to save 50. Cause again, 
you you could put money in your savings account or in your checking account, but then you go back and you pull it out. Yeah. And I just wanted to be able to save fifty dollars. Then the fifty dollars became five hundred dollars. Then the fifth five hundred dollars became five thousand dollars. So my point is, it grows. So when some people look at these analogies or they look at these experience, um, these uh, examples that we're using, and they say, "Well, you know, I'm 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 a, I'm 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 above that. I'm I'm way above. Uh, uh, I'm beyond that. Uh, none of this stuff is going to apply to me." When I tell people, "Hey, look, just add a zero behind it," you know, if 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 saving a hundred dollars is 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 a breeze for you. Then add a zero, make it a thousand. Right. And if a thousand is not, a, just add another zero, make it ten thousand. Right. And if ten thousand is not, then add another, make it a hundred thousand. Yeah. And if a hundred thousand, I mean, if you're a real stud, <laughs> you know, add another yeah. zero and make it a million. Yeah. But but what I'm telling you is that the principles remain the same. They're all the same. And people they pay themselves first. They focus on their asset column. They create enough capital to invest in the things that they want to invest in to get the return. So you got to give for. us the payoff. And then it compounds over time. So is this the greatest investment you're talking about? The the greatest investment that you can ever make that's going to give you the greatest return and it's guaranteed. And we saved the best for last. That's right. That's right. Time's up. Tell us this. Tell us the thing. We've waited the whole half hour to hear this. It's to invest in yourself. What? First, not last, change the paradigm, invest in yourself first, personal development, First, you personal take some off the growth. top and you put it in your pocket for you. Well, again, you never get to the point of paying yourself first unless you're personally developed. You never get to the point of, pers- of saving your, uh, of paying yourself first and focusing on your asset column unless you are personally developed First, should I should I be is this too too crazy? Should I write a check to Paul and and cash it? I mean, I'm physically because I'm writing a check to Bank of America and to my car and all this other stuff, my credit cards and everything. I write all these checks out every month. Here, should I write a check to me? The first and the first, I think it was um, Aristotle who said the first, the best and greatest victory is to conquer self. Right. So the first thing you need to do is pay yourself. So like you said, write a check out to yourself first. And here's the thing that's going to happen. Your expenses are going to contract. Because who made those who made those those expenses that you have right now? Who made them expand? You did. You based on your decision <laughs> and your choice. So once you change the paradigm, once you change the dynamics, then your expenses are going to contract. And now you're going to have more income to play with. Now, again, the rule is to have multiple streams of income. Right. I have multiple streams of income. So if I lose one income, it doesn't matter. Right. If I lose two income stores, it doesn't matter. Right. I can use three or four income streams. It doesn't matter because one income stream satisfies my expenses. Right. So again, it becomes a game, Paul. And it, and it, be, ah. it becomes, you find your passion in it. Ah. And here's the thing. You're not really doing it for yourself. Because a person that has personal development yeah. understands that it's not about you. It's about other people. Give so that you can be a blessing to others. You you begin to, it's like my mother would say, you know, I wish I were in a position to where I could help other people yeah, financially. Sure. And she would say that. I mean, I've heard her say that for years and years and years. And my dad passed away. 
uh, left her, you know, the some house. money, the, right. the house and stuff like right. that. But again, she still felt like she wasn't in a position to where she could, she has kids, she has her grandkids, she want to be able to help her kids and grandkids. Yeah. But then she had an aha moment because my mother can get on the phone and say, I need this or I need for you to take care of this. I need for you to take care of that. And it will get done. She had, my mother had seven kids. Mm-hmm. And all our kids are grown. We lost one, uh, 19 year old when he was in a, uh, terrible car accident. So right. she lost, she lost a son. But my mother can pick up the phone and ask her kids to do anything for her. And this is a done deal. Or she can say the same thing as far as, I need you to help so and so. So all of a sudden she had this aha moment when she began to understand what leverage was. Yeah. Right. And so she didn't have to have it in her bank account. She didn't have to have it in her possession. But she still had access. She to had it. an account with all of you. <laughs> there was there was some credits due. Well, I give you credit for making me think about this stuff here. That's for sure, and I really do appreciate it. Is a mindset. How, if people need help, they need a coach to change their mind. How do they? How do they reach you? Well, you know what? I'm going to give you a couple of avenues. Some people just want to pick up the phone and talk. So to do that, you can reach me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and just leave a message. Just go to 877-296-5192. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 877-296-5192. Leave a message. I will respond to you. Some people want to talk to me. They want to chat based on you know email or they want to text, you know, send me a text message. Download my app. Just go to TyroneFrench.coach. There's a section that says contact me. Hit that button. You'll have all my contact information. But what I would like for you to do, if you like the content of this show, go to closingthewealthgap.net and hit that follow button. It, 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 it's, it just tells us that, you know, we have a following and the people we touch that they, somebody they support. Here. Yeah, Somebody's listening. It, yeah, somebody, the, well, you know people learning. listening. They, 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 we touch somebody and they responded. Not only are they responding, but they're taking action. Right. They're taking action. Because you're trying to get me to do something I haven't done. Save money, pay myself first. All of that's a habit, and habits start with an action. And the first action's hard. Hard to get to off the couch. Hard to go to the gym. Hard to say, I'll do that tomorrow. Like my grandson. Always. Tomorrow is always the answer. Well, Paul, I tell you what. Move to the front of the class, buddy, because you got it. <laughs> <laughs> but one other thing. Um, in order to pay yourself first, you say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, just go to TyroneFrench.website and download my free financial plan. It's free and it'll give you the software you plug in your information it's going to tell you exactly where you are but it's also going to tell you where you want to go and how to get there there you go and if you don't want to use tyrone french that website if that's too long go to tyrone french dot site s-i-t-e or tyrone french dot w-s and, and just like every other show what i want people to remember is tyrone french is closing the wealth gap That's our show for this week, Closing the Wealth Gap, the one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.